Chapter twenty six of the Emancipation of South America by Bartolome Mitre. Translated by William Pilling. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Piotr Nater. Chapter twenty six The Expedition to Peru. eighteen twenty. From Valparaiso on the twenty second of july eighteen twenty, when on the eve of sailing on his daring enterprise, san martin addressed a proclamation to his fellow-countrymen in justification of his refusal to enter into their civil discourse showing how the intervention of his army could only have added to their miseries prophesying that when tired of anarchy they would seek refuge in oppression and concluding quote, whatever be my lot in the campaign of peru i shall prove that ever since i returned to my native land her independence had occupied my every thought and that i have never had other ambition than to merit the hatred of the ungrateful and the esteem of the virtues later on he wrote to the cabilda of buenos aires announcing the departure of the expedition and declaring that quote, from the moment a central authority is established the army of the andes will hold itself subject to its orders the expedition took the name of the liberating army of peru it consisted of six battalions of infantry and two regiments of cavalry in all four thousand four hundred and thirty officers and men of which more than half belonged to the army of the andes with thirty-one guns two howitzers and two mortars and also spare arms and equipment for fifteen thousand men general las eras was chief of the staff having with him arenales and luthuriaga guido also went with his friend the general-in-chief as aide-de-camp with the rank of colonel the squadron consisted of eight ships of war mounting two hundred and forty-seven guns victualled for six months and carrying sixteen hundred seamen and mariners of whom six hundred were foreigners chiefly english also of sixteen transports with four months provisions for the troops and eleven gunboats the military chest contained one hundred and eighty thousand three hundred and ninety two dollars in coin and in letters of credit on the twentieth of august the expedition sailed from valparaiso cochrane leading the way in the o'higgins san martin and his staff bringing up the rear in the san martin the chilean congress had drawn up most implicit instructions for san martin for the regulation of his policy in establishing an independent government of peru o'higgins had issued a proclamation to the peruvian people telling them that the object of the expedition was simply to liberate them from spanish domination and that they should be perfectly free to adopt any form of government they thought best he knew also that in the face of a foe greatly superior in strength no general could afford to tie himself down to one fixed line of conduct he therefore never delivered these instructions to san martin but left him perfectly free to carry out his own plan as he might deem it best to cochrane his instructions were very explicit absolute obedience in everything to the orders of the commander-in-chief san martin had thought of landing in the south of peru and effecting a junction with belgrano recent events rendered this impossible his object now was to avoid coming into contact with the royalist forces and to prevent their concentration while he won over the people to act in concert with him and arrange a combined plan of action with bolivar who was now master of new granada 
With these ends in view he effected a landing at Pisco, after a pleasant voyage of eighteen days, with the idea of drawing the attention of the enemy to the south and away from the real base of his operations, which he purposed establishing in the northernmost province of Trujillo. Cochrane tried in vain to persuade him to land near to Callao and march at once upon Lima. The beach of Pisco is a long stretch of sand lying at the foot of the Cordillera, about 160 miles south of Lima. In it the sea has cut out the Bay of Paracas, seven miles to the north of which stands the town of Pisco, close to fertile valleys running up between spurs from the great mountain range. The first division under Las Eras disembarked in the bay on the 8th of September, and the same evening occupied the town without resistance. On the 13th the whole army was on shore, and encamped in the valley of Chincha, while scouting parties scoured the country. The viceroy had scattered his forces all along the coast from Guayaquil to Arica, a detachment of five hundred infantry, one hundred horse, and two guns, under Colonel Kimper, was stationed at Pisco, but fled precipitately when the squadron anchored in the bay. On landing, San Martin issued a proclamation to his army, quote, Remember that you are come not to conquer but to liberate a people. The Peruvians are our brothers. End quote. He denounced the most severe penalties on any found plundering or maltreating the inhabitants, and also issued a proclamation to the Peruvians, telling them that the new constitution established in Spain had in no way changed her colonial system. Quote, the last viceroy of Peru endeavors to maintain his decrepit authority. I come to put an end to this epoch of sorrow and humiliation. End quote. The invaders drew plentiful supplies from the surrounding country, mounted their cavalry, and recruited their infantry with 600 slaves, giving freedom to all who would join their ranks. Pezuela, very much against his will, but in obedience to orders received from the home government, was at this time preparing for the public swearing of the new constitution when on the eleventh of September he received news of the landing at Pisco. He at once sent a squadron of militia to reinforce Kimper, and stationed Colonel Camba with 2,000 horse on the high road from Lima to Pisco, and in accordance with his instructions proposed peace to San Martin, on condition that Chile should send representatives to the Spanish Cortes to arrange their differences. Similar proposals he also sent off to the United Provinces. By this measure he recognized Chile and the United Provinces as belligerent powers, but without directly acknowledging their independence. San Martin appointed Guido and Garcia de Rio commissioners to treat with those of the Viceroy, who were the Count Villar de Fuente and Captain Capaz, late commander of the Maria Isabel. These commissioners met at the town of Miraflores, seven miles from Lima, and at once arranged an armistice. The Chilean commissioners declined to accept the Spanish constitution and rejected the proposal to send Chilean deputies to the Cortes, on which the royalist commissioners proposed that the invading army should return to Chile, and that everything should remain in status quo, whilst Chilean representatives went to Spain and there arranged matters with the home government. 
the others acceded to the proposition that Chile should send representatives to Spain, but proposed that the army should occupy the provinces of Potosí, Cochabamba, Chiquisaca, and La Paz, considered to be the Argentine section of Upper Peru, that the Spanish garrison of Chiloe should be included in the armistice, and that in case Bolívar should conclude a similar armistice with Morillo, the viceroy of Peru should not reinforce the garrison of Quito neither party would consent to any modification of the terms proposed by them so that conference came to an end on the first of october in a private interview with the viceroy the chilean commissioners had insisted upon the independence of peru as a preliminary step to any arrangement but had expressed their willingness to accept a prince of the royal house of spain as monarch of spanish america the viceroy and his commissioners threw the blame of the rupture of the negotiations upon san martin which accusation he answered in a dignified address to the peruvian people the armistice came to an end on the fifth of october and on the same day arenales left the encampment in the valley of chincha at the head of a strong detachment of the patriot army for the highlands while san martin masked the movement by manoeuvring the rest of his army on the road to lima on the twenty fourth of october san martin issued a decree establishing the flag and the escutcheon of the new republic of peru the flag white and scarlet the escutcheon a sun rising over mountains with a tranquil sea at their feet on the following day he re-embarked his army and sailed off for the north apparently leaving arenales behind him but in reality going off to meet him cochrane in his memoirs severely criticizes the disembarkation and delay at pisco but camba who was better able to judge speaks of this measure as the first step in the destruction of the military power of peru the same opinion was expressed by pezuela in his report to government cochrane seems to have been anxious only to conquer the country the object of san martin was to revolutionize it by winning the confidence of the peruvian people and so securing their concurrence in founding a republic of their own which concurrence as yet only a minority of them was prepared to give End of chapter twenty six